With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to another edition of the Hawkeye Nation Prospect Podcast. Haven't done one of these in a few weeks, so it's good to get back on this horse. Uh, happy to be joined by, I know his first name is Jordan. I have not talked to him yet. Is it Oladukin or Oladokin? Oladokin. Oladokin. There we go. I've had people ask, how does he pronounce his last name? Now we know. We've got it on record. Hawkeye fans, you know it's Oladokin. <laughs> yes, sir. How often does that get messed up? Uh, all the time. It's been getting messed up since I was probably five years old playing in AAU tournaments for baseball. So <laughs> it, I'm I'm pretty used to it now. Yeah, I get that too with my last name. I think it's you know Hoey or Ho or so. How is how my name name is pronounced? Most people uh, that listen to this know that, but I I can I can uh, I can definitely sympathize with uh you know mispronunciation of names. So hopefully uh hopefully the Iowa uh, announcers get that right, right off the bat. And, uh, we just roll from there. So how are you doing, man? How are, how are things in Florida with the, you know, we're all living in, in, uh, crazy times right now with this virus. And I know your state's been hit pretty hard. How, how are things going? Um, right now, everything's, uh, everything's good on my end. You know, my family's end. we're just really trying to take the, the proper, the proper, um, the proper uh, precautions to everything, you know, wearing a mask everywhere we go. And uh, if we have to go to practice, like I have practice every day. So, you know, I wear a mask at practice. Um, you know, I, obviously I don't wear it during practice because I might, I might die of heat stroke or something. But, uh, you know, I, wear, I usually wear it everywhere I go besides, you know, practice because all the guys, you know, been checked and we're all pretty negative unless they've been around someone else. But, Everything's good, you know, just trying to stay healthy and continue to uh, grind in football. What's the status for you guys, Jordan, just in terms of, um, you know, uh, school? Are you guys doing online, a hybrid? And um, what's, you know, what, what's the football season look like? Have there been any changes? Iowa changed its high school football, reduced it from nine games to five games, and they're doing some different things for precautionary reasons, as you talked about. What's the setup for you guys both in school scholastically and on fo- and with football? 
Um, well, in school, uh, they gave us a choice to either – they gave us three choices to either go back to school, um, do online learning for Gaither. So it would be like Gaither's online learning with the high school I attend. And, um, or they gave you a choice to just do Florida virtual. And, you know, you'll just get your diploma from there. You know, I – me and my family thought it was best that I just did online um, – online at Gaither, you know, so so yeah. I can get up to my uh get up to my college in January, get up there early so I can finish some stuff after doing Florida virtual and then finish the stuff I have to do at Gaither. So we thought that was best and you know the whole COVID thing, we don't we don't want me bringing it back to the house and you know, I, I live with my grandma and my mom, my dad. We don't want them getting it. So yeah. we just thought it was best to do that. But with football, you know, everything's kinda like our, we're still up in the air. We were – our first official date was supposed to be July 27th where we could put on helmets. That was supposed to be our season. Um, they pushed it back to August 24th, and our first game will be September 7th. And it would, pop, it would be like a seven-game a seven game um, year. And then it's kind of up. Like, we don't know. Like, Miami, they're on complete lockdown. So, they, have, they can't even condition like we are right now. Wow. So we don't know if we're going to be able to play for a state title or we're just going to be able to have to play our regional and that will be like kind of our state game. You know, everything's kind of just still up in the air. How, how do you approach that, Jordan? You know, because that can be – can make you anxious or just kind of, you know, kind of make you crazy thinking about the possibilities. How do you kind of just not look ahead too far? Uh, well, I mean – once this whole COVID thing happened, you know, I go to a gym, but the gym kind of lowered their people down. And I've been really, to be honest, I've just been training like I'm, I'll am i be in college. Like I'm training, I'm training with NFL dudes, you know, working out with NFL dudes. So I'm training just like I'll be in college tomorrow or I'm going to college tomorrow. That's one thing that kind of helped me is just, you know, staying, working out, you know, staying, getting on the field, just but also while doing it safely. I feel you. Um, who who are you working out with? What NFL guys are you working out with? Um, well, the gym I go to, we have uh, called Impact Fitness. It's uh, a couple of dudes go there from the league. Auden Tate, he plays for the uh, Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, Deontay Johnson plays for the Steelers. Yep. Rary McLeod plays for uh, the Bills. You know, so a couple of Tampa local dudes that are down here um, that come down and train during the offseason. You know, I've, I've kind of been getting with them and working with them. Um, so how much of, how big of a course load do you have to take this fall to be able to enroll early at Iowa? Is it a lot, is it a heavy deal? Um, no, sir. Uh, for Gaither, I would on, I'm only in, um, two classes I have to take at Gaither and that's English four first semester and English or in algebra two first semester. Right now I'm about to, um, I'm, I'm about to finish up algebra two online for the second semester. Um, I'm about done. So after I'm done with that, I'll only have to take English one or English four all the the whole year, and then algebra two first semester, and I'll be done. Nice. So you must have done a lot of work ahead of this year in terms of uh, academics. Did you take heavy loads earlier on in your life in the uh, in high school? Yes, sir. So I went. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I went to an academy at the Lakes my freshman year. It's a private school out here in um, Land Lakes, kind of like Tampa area. Mm-hmm. And they they set me at a point where, you know, I was already doing more than what I was supposed to be doing as a freshman. So 
that kind of helped me to be able to graduate early. What, um, what are you going to major in at Iowa? Do you know what you're going to study at? As of right now, um, I think I'm going to end up going in undecided and then figuring out kind of what I want to do gotcha. when, I, uh, when I get up there. Because I, I really don't – I'm really not for sure yet, and I don't want to put my mind on something and then not really want to do it. So I think I'm just going to go undecided and then figure it out from there. What are some possibilities? What, what kind of interest do you have in terms of uh, when, you're look, when you're considering majors? Are there some that you're kind of looking at and could be possibilities? Um, I mean, I, I mean, the basic one, you know, kind of that communications, but um, I, I like computers, you know, I'm, I'm in the computers. I like, I, I took um, computer class when I was at my private school and, you know, I got taught coding and how to do certain things. And I was like nice. really interested in it. And so, you know, that's kind of something, but really just communications and like computer engineering or something like that. That's kind of what I want to do, kind of have my mind on. Uh, cool. So let's jump back a little bit. And uh, you talked about, um, you know, AAU, I think you said AAU baseball when you were like five. Um, so obviously, so you got into sports or did you, was that, did I hear you right? Did you say baseball? Yes, sir. So was that your first sport or, or did you just jump into everything early when you were five? No, my first sport was baseball. Uh, first sport and actually first like kind of love in the sport was really baseball. I played, I played uh, football, baseball, and basketball when I was growing up. And um, baseball is just something that I love. Like, I, I played baseball my whole life. So, you know, I still love baseball. I'm, I still play baseball for um, Gator. I'll be playing my – I was going to be playing my senior year. But, um, you know, unfortunately I'm going – or I'm going to college early, so I can't. But first, baseball was my first sport. And you missed baseball this spring, right? You weren't able to play because of the virus? Yes, sir. Yeah, that sucks. Um, so just baseball and football growing up, or did you play other sports as well? I played basketball as well. How long did you play all three? Um, I played for Gator this year in football and basketball. Uh, I, took, I took a break. I didn't play baseball my sophomore year because I kind of, like, my eighth kind of freshman year, I stopped kind of liking baseball as much as I did football. You know, football, something about football just took over, like, for me, where, like, I was like, wow, I, I really want to play this. And so I focused on that my sophomore year to try to get bigger, faster, stronger, and, you know, uh, it all worked out. What was it about football, Jordan? Obviously, you probably, when you're little, that, you know, that change of season and change of sport is kind of nice and invigorating. When you go from sport to sport to sport, you kind of get a new, you know, renewed sense of energy there. What, what was it about football of the three sports that rose to the top? Well, um, kind of just, you know, watching my brother play, uh, like, ahead of me, um, it was really just made me like, wow, like, my like my brother's doing this so well. Like you know, I feel like me me and him like have the same kind of like talents and athletic ability. That I was like, well, he's well, he's doing this well. You know, I can do it too. And you know, just how exciting football is. Like it's a you can make a big play. A big play can happen any play. You know, baseball is kind of how you have to sit and you know go through the game. It's just football's exciting. You know, I'm at corner. They're on offense. You know, I can make a play right then and there. You know, baseball kind of – you have to just sit back in, like kind of relax and go through the game. So, I think football really to like that excitement of the game 
just really like took over for me and I was like, wow, I really want to play this. I would imagine being in Florida too, football's so big in your state that that probably had had some influence, no? Yeah, it did. You know, everyone around here plays football, you know, is football is Florida. Like that's what represents Florida, football, especially high school sports. So having that, all my friends playing football too had a big role. So for those that don't know, um, your brother, Chris Oladukin, Oladokun. Oladokun, yeah. Oladokun. <laughs> See, I messed up already. <laughs> you already told me. <laughs> Chris Oladokun started, a quarterback started at uh, South Florida and now is at Samford, correct? Yes, sir. And then your dad, Henry, played for Howard? Henry Oladokun. Um, he went to Howard. He didn't play any sports okay. um, in college, but he went to Howard. Okay, cool. So was your brother kind of your role model? Yeah, growing up, like, I've always did everything he did. You know, he wore number eight. I was number eight at a point. And then I really copied everything he did until my sophomore year in high school. I was like, I want to make my own legacy. And that's why I wear number six now. So um, when did you feel like you, you had a, you know, a, um, a chance to play at the next level? Was there a, a moment kind of during your high school career where you, where you re I know that's always everybody's dream, but was there a, mo a moment where it became a, you know, a realization for you that you could do that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like my whole life, you know, kind of playing like basketball, football, and baseball, I really didn't know what I wanted to do or where I was going to like be un end up like playing like, playing college baseball, college football. Or, you know, college basketball really wasn't the goal for me, but I didn't know if I wanted to do football or baseball. And so kind of like probably my sophomore year, I went to a bigger school. Um, and my first game – so let, let me just take you back real quick. Okay. I played at my academy at the Lakes. There were eight-man football. That was, so your I eight -man football. that was your freshman yeah, year, right? Yeah, that was my freshman year. I, okay. I played eight-man football. Um, at 11 interceptions, and people really didn't respect it, you know. It's eight-man football. No one really respected it. Everyone was like, oh, he's playing this and that. So I went and transferred to a bigger school here in Tampa and um, played 11-man, you know. So I was just hearing the doubters all the time. So my first year or my first game, I had two interceptions playing one of the best teams in Tampa. And, you know, that's when I kind of clicked in my head. I said, you know, I, I think I can go a long way with this. Um, what position did you play in baseball? I played um shortstop and second base, center field, and like the whole kind of outfield. Okay, so you were all over the place. Yeah, really, just all over the place, wherever the team needed. So were you? So when you got to to high school in football, were you? Did you go to cornerback right away, or were you playing multiple posi positions, especially with eight man? I imagine you probably played both ways. Yeah, I played. I played both ways. I played. Like running back, corner, receiver. Uh, I threw five touchdown passes my freshman year. Uh, so kind of like everything, you know, when it's kind of that small of football, you know, or you're at kind of a small school, athletes aren't – there's not as many athletes as there as, as, like there as a big-time school. Mm. So, you know, you kind of – more like the athletes have to do a lot more. So I played like a lot, like every position almost. Besides Lyman, obviously. How about when you got to Gaither as a sophomore? Did you just settle in at cornerback, or were you playing other spots as well? 
Yeah, my sophomore year, uh, I just played corner. And then kind of my junior year, they put me – I played receiver, started doing punt return, kick return, and corner. What's the plan for you this year? Uh, I mean, to play to play everything, you know, to do anything we um, – do anything we need to do to get that state championship. You feel like you'll you'll do the same as what you did last year, receiver, corner, and returns? Yeah, receiver, corner, returns. You might see me throwing the ball a little bit. You might see me run the ball. It's just, it, it, we have so much stuff put in that our coach has planned for us and me this year that, you know, can't wait to put on the show for. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but um... – so what, when did when did the recruiting really start to take hold for you? When was you know what was your first offer? When did you start getting letters? And and when did it start to pick up? Uh, so after my uh, season, my sophomore season, I had eight interceptions. Um, it kind of took to like to to me it took longer than what I thought it was going to be. You know, me just coming off eight interceptions at a big time public school, I thought. I thought how, like, offers went was, like, the next day I was going to get, like, Alabama or something. Mm. But in reality, I didn't get my first offer probably till March of that next year. It was, like, that spring going into my junior year, like, that springtime where coaches start coming in, I got my first offer from Southern Miss. And then, like, a week later, I got FIU. And then it went completely dead for me from spring all the way through the summer all the way through my junior year, like this past year, like the third game of the year, Iowa State offered me. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Iowa State came down and offered me. And then I went up on a visit to Penn State. And after Penn State, the rest was really history. You know, I started getting all types of... um, Notice from big time schools, and uh, you know, I, I, I got Iowa now. Um, I have just all types of big time schools started coming in after Penn State offered me. Yeah, I think Rivals list you with 32 offers, man. What was that like trying to sift through all of that? Uh, it's definitely something that you, you, you want every offer in the nation, but you know, when it comes down to picking one school, it's the hardest decision because you got to make a you got to make a life decision, not a not just a you know oh I'm gonna go play there I'm I, my or at least for me you know I made I mean you might see it on Twitter I made a 40 year decision not a four year decision mm. so you know it's kind of it's really hard picking through every school and you know you got to do a lot of homework and a lot of you know where how are you gonna play where they're gonna play you at how do they want to play you. You know, just whatever fits you, you got to pick that school and trust your gut. So did you go and just do a plus and minus list or just try to – how did you weed it down into, you know, maybe a group of schools that you could choose from? Uh, yeah, you know, I kind of had to do a 
plus or minus. And, you know, for me, I'm all about, you know, if, like, you just, like, that love, you know, showing that love to me and my mom, my family, making us feel like I was home or whatever other offer, you know, I had. Just making me feel like I'm at home, you know, that home feel. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to have to stay there for three to five years. So just whatever makes me feel like I'm at home and really just how you're going to use me and where where do you want to use me at? Just a plus and minus on that. Gotcha. Um, so when did Iowa start to recruit you? When did you first meet Coach Foster? And, and when did the, the interest start to pick up with them? Uh, so Coach Foster came down, if I'm not mistaken, around January, February. March sometime of that, whenever it opened up for this year, whenever that recruiting time was, he came down to see Ricky Parts and Jordan Young. And Jordan Young and Ricky Parts had just uh, trampoline in the Gator. Mm -hmm. And so he had came down and Coach Carson called um, and Coach Carson said, hey, Iowa came down, they've seen your film. Uh, they, they like you a lot. They're going to go back and watch your film and uh, talk amongst them and see if they're going to get an offer. And a week later, he texted me. He was like, let's build a relationship. We love you a lot. And then probably three to four weeks after that, they offered me a scholarship. And he talked about building a relationship with you. What was that like? How did you guys kind of start out and then, you know, form a bond from there? Uh, just like getting on the phone every other day, you know, texting, texting me, getting kind of – or the whole like quarantine and COVID thing really made like us get closer, you know, coaches with every coach in the world, you know, getting closer because we all can't, we all couldn't do nothing. Uh -huh. So it's like we're all in the house all day. So we would get on Zoom calls, you know, get on the phone, talk to each other's like family. So that really made us closer. So you got to a point relatively quickly, relatively quickly, excuse me, that, um, you felt like Iowa was a place for you, and you committed verbally. Um, at that point, did you think that you were done? And, and what led you to decommit from that point? Uh, when I committed, um, and I told and I told Iowa this, you know, when I committed, I kind of felt rushed. Like it was a rush, you know. I seen every everyone like commend, so I was like, man. I don't want to lose, like, my spot. You know you know how it goes. Right, you know, right. say Iowa takes two corners and two corners commit, your Iowa offer is gone. So I was kind of, like, felt, like, rushed. And when um I committed, I felt like I was done. And then when um I kind of, like, was talking with my dad and we're like, man, like, you rushed it. You still, you still got, I think, how many, like, nine months do you have to sign? I was like, yeah. So we, I kind of wanted to open my, open it back up and just have to hear out what everyone has to say. I feel like I didn't give every school and uh, uh, a chance to have to hear out what this, what they had to say. And when I did, you know, I still felt like Iowa was the best for me. You know, I trusted my gut, and so I just uh, recommitted. What? Uh, how many schools did, did would you say were involved after you decommitted? Between the time you decommitted and recommitted, what? How much? How many conversations did you have? And what was that process like to get back to that? You know, the realization that Iowa really was the place for you. Um, you know, when I decommitted, a lot of schools really. Um, you know, even when I committed, a lot of schools were still texting me. 
mm-hmm. calling me, just checking in on me. You know, they said they weren't going to stop till it's signing day. No matter if I committed to them or wherever. So, um, kind of a lot of schools, probably about five to ten schools really still stayed on me. Um, and it took me some time. You know, I was really, I was really high on Louisville, really high on Iowa, really high on Pitt. And so um, it took me some time. You know, I really had to take a lot of deep thoughts and, you know, a lot of nights where I was thinking just, man, what, what's best for me? Where, where would I be able to show my best talents at? Where would I be able to show my skills at? Where would I have a chance to win? You just, just so much goes into it. And so um, probably about three days before I committed, really, I gave Coach Foster the call. What, um, how did Iowa handle it? through that time when you decommitted to the time you recommitted, what was their kind of approach with you during that, that period of time when you were trying to, you know, make sure that you were, had the right place? Uh, when I decommitted, they gave me some space. You know, they, they gave me some space for about a week, a week where they didn't contact me. Um, you know, just let me think, think things through, them think, think things through. And, you know, they were still on me high you know I mean from what you see they didn't offer any corner um in my class you know it was still the same dudes and you know they're on me high coach Fernandez was like yeah I completely understand you know usually when when a kid decommits from us we're, we're usually um I, I guess they said they're usually dumb from them but you know they they want they wanted me bad enough and they just kept recruiting me so you know um everything worked out Jordan, had you visited Louisville and Pitt? No, sir, I haven't. So the three schools you were focused on, you couldn't visit because of the COVID. I mean, it, it seems like it goes without saying, but I'd like to hear from you what it's, what it's like to try to pick a school without having the ability to go on campus. Uh, it's definitely tough, very tough. Um, I mean, I took visits. I tried to take as many visits as I could. Before this whole COVID happened, I took visit Georgia Tech, uh, Florida State, USF. Um, I've been to Penn State, obviously. Uh, I think that might be about it, but um, it was definitely hard, you know, trying to do virtual visits. I mean, it's something, but it's there's nothing that feels better than visiting that school and being on that campus and walking through that campus and seeing the atmosphere. So it was definitely hard. But you, like, through this time, like, you had to make a decision. You know, you can't, you can't wait too long, like I was kind of saying earlier, unless your spot's going to get taken or something happens. So you kind of have to go with your gut and hope you make the best decision for you. I would imagine you're probably anxious to get to Iowa, uh, you know, before, you know, obviously before signing day to get up here to kind of see what everything's like. Um, how, I guess how, how, realistic do you think that is at this point that you're going to be able to make it up here before signing day um uh it's kind of um up and down you know i was planning on visiting um august 8th and just going to see myself you know see what see what it was like because you know i've never even been to iowa and so you know i i can't really like say, oh well, I've been to that part of Iowa, so it's kind of like maybe be similar. I I can't mm-hmm. say that, so I was gonna go visit, but um, 
uh, I decided not to. And so I'm really just going to see whatever the NCAA does. You know, I'm kind of waiting for that to see what I'm going to try to end up doing to see if I'm going to go visit or just I, – I don't know. It's kind of a hard time right now. Yeah, and, and um, what's it go the, – the dead period's at least through August, the end of August, and I, I got to imagine they're going to probably extend that a little bit more too. But maybe there'll be a window there where you can get an official visit and have Iowa pay for it. That would be optimal and be able to meet with everybody. I know some guys have taken visits – uh, on their own and going to campuses and, and seeing things without being able to meet with the coaches or going to facilities. And I guess that's the best you can do during these times. Yeah. Um, what was the, what was it like with, um, with Ricky Parks? I mean, Iowa was involved with him and obviously um, you want you, I, I would assume you wanted him to come with you, but you also want what's best for him. How, how was that for you to kind of watch him go through the process? Uh. You know, it was really cool. You know, Rick, Ricky, uh, Ricky's my boy. Um, you know, I, I told him, look, I want, I want you to ob- like, I obviously want us to play together. You know, let, you know, let's do it in high school, let's do it in college. And I told him, but no matter what, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on your side, regardless if you pick Utah or Florida State or Iowa, or whatever his top five was. I told him I'm, gonna, I'm gonna support him regardless, cause that'd be a bad friend of me if I. Stop messing with him because he didn't pick Iowa. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's still he's start trying to live out his dream like he like I am. And so you know, I just support him. You know, I still tell, still I'm still on about Iowa every day from the <laughs> practice. But um, you know, I'm glad he made that decision for him, and I hope the best for him. Yeah, I saw he retweeted when he got Iowa's official offer the other day, and I think that just shows that maybe that door's cracked just a little bit if you want to keep talking to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in his ear, you know, uh, I'm in his ear every day. Um, you know, I try not to, I try not to do it too much, but, you know, because our friendship is bigger than just Iowa. Sure. You know, so, you know, I talk to him. I'm like, hey, man, Iowa, I might throw a little Iowa in somewhere and he might laugh. We might laugh. But, you know, I still try every day. Um, I think at the end of the day, we, Iowa and I guess me, we have till signing day, December 19th, to either flip him or try to change his mind. So uh, we still have some time. Yeah, for sure. And you know how it is, man. Ultimately, I mean, you went through the process and your brothers switched schools trying to find the right place. It's not easy. So it's got to be the right place for whoever it is. It's, it's an individual choice, you know? Yes, sir. Um. So one thing I want to hit on, I didn't want to dwell on it on, in this podcast, but obviously Iowa's been in the news for um, reasons that it doesn't want to be in the news for. And um, you were going through the recruiting process as that was going on, and you actually committed while the story was, was a national story. How did you view that? How did you view what you were reading and hearing about the racial bias allegations at Iowa? I mean, during this whole time, it kind of it kind of hit me somewhere. Like, kind of it kind of hurt because you know, um, right now what we're going through as a country and kind of as a as a as a world, but more as a country, you know, no racism is not allowed, and I don't care if it's to black, white, you know. I don't think it should be allowed any any like any way, shape, or form. So you know, it it kind of it kind of made me step back and you know look 
I'm like, dang, um, you know, if that's really going on, then I don't want to be a part of a place where I get looked at differently. You know, I where I get looked at as, you know, a bad person because of my skin color or, uh, you know, the type of words they were saying, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. And so it kind of was, um, it kind of was a tough time, you know. And a lot of people had thought when that came out, Iowa wasn't, um, Iowa wasn't the option for me because of how big I am on that. But, you know, I feel like that the person that was at, um, the person I was on getting talked to the most about or a lot of people coming out about is the dude they got rid of. And so, you know, um, I made my decision off that, you know, he's not going to be there. Hope things are going to get better. What kind of conversations did you have, Jordan, just with the coaches and maybe guys in your class? I know I talked to Arland and, you know, he was pretty adamant about, you know, not putting up with any of that stuff when he got to Iowa, that he was not going to be afraid to talk out if he saw something that wasn't right. Um, you know, what were your conversations like with the Iowa coaches and the guys in your class? Um, you know, I talked I talk to Arlen, you know, um, he's like kind of what you said, you know, he's confident that it's going to get better. It's going to get right. Um, you know, Arlen, like, I'm not, I'm not afraid either. <laughs> I mean, if I see something, uh, I'm not going to wait, you know, kind of like 10, 20 years like other players did. I, I'm going to speak about it now, but you know, I'm still, I'm still, you know, kind of listening and watching closely on how certain things are getting handled there and how, you know, some things are still coming out. Yeah. And, and so I'm just kind of keeping my, keeping my ears open, you know, listening to what people are saying about it still and what people are saying about, you know, the coaches that are there right now and, you know, just seeing how it is. How, uh, what's the relationship like with you, uh, with the other guys in your class? It seems like a pretty tight group. Um, yeah, we're, we're all really cool. You know, I'm the, the kids I'm really more cool with is like Arlen, you know, that's my boy, uh, Cooper, um, Brody, uh, th those are like kind of the kids I'm real more like cool with, but we're all like a real cool tight group. You know, we all, if there's a problem or someone's not unsure of they, just anything, you know, we come to a group, talk about it. So we're, we're, we are a pretty tight group. How do you stay connected? You do like a group text and try to just keep on each other to keep, you know, pushing each other. Yeah, we have a group text. We have a group text on Snapchat. Um, we have a group text on messages. So we, we all still talk. All right, man. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us on this podcast. Some great conversation here. Um, uh, Ola, Jordan Oladokun. I will not mess that up ever again, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look forward to hopefully you guys having a, a good and, and as normal as possible high school football season and, and getting your schoolwork done and, and getting here in January. You're starting to feel like, man, it's, it's August and, you know, less than a half a year I'm going to be in college. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of – it's kind of, uh, it's like, man, life flies, life, time flies, and, you know, just you got to be grateful every day that uh, you can wake up and just be able to go do something, go out, work, grind for something, and accomplish your goals. 
Well said, man. Well, I wish you the best of luck with all of those goals. And I look forward to meeting you when you get out to Iowa. And thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Anytime. Okay. Thank, take care, Jordan. You too.